0: You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. It is now officially 2018. This week on Discovering the Truth with Dan DeVall, we're skipping the intro and jumping right into the program, which means there's no way that you can ignore the intro by fast-forwarding to the program. I'm really excited that you won't be fast-forwarding me this week, and I'm also really excited About 2018, and I'm really, really excited about all of you that have been supporting us financially and with your prayers and with your words of recommendation. I will tell you, last month, in the month of December, Bride Ministries has been entirely repositioned financially thanks to your generosity. I'm telling you, what you guys did for us in this last month has just um, absolutely overwhelmed any kind of prediction we had on what we would be uh, seeing come in as a result we are going to be taking a series of survivors off of our waiting lists folks I am telling you I am so happy to see that 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 we are going to have um, a lot of capacity to do so much this year going forward and um, oh man if we just have a few more months like last month whoa I don't even know what we're gonna do at that point but I will tell you this: um, We are going in a lot of directions, and one of the things that I am I've been talking about for a while now is this upcoming book, "Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth." It's our latest project, and it is basically a toolbox. It is a treasure trove of prayers that have been designed for optimum maximum potency uh it includes a lot of my tools that i use in one-on-one sessions that were designed on the front lines of warfare and They have worked and and they have blessed people around the world. Uh, We have a lot of the prayers that you would find at BrideMovement.com, which are free resources, by the way, but it's all in one volume, in one convenient location. That's the whole goal of this book is to make it available. Plus, we have some new prayers that no one has ever seen before. And one of those prayers is what I am calling the morning prayer. And for all these years, we've had this prayer up on our website called the evening prayer. And I've, I mean, I've preached it in other countries. I've taught people on this prayer. I've I've done a podcast on the evening prayer. And people have been blessed. I mean, blessed by this evening prayer. It changed everything for me personally. And when I turned around and gave it to others, I watched the testimonies pour in. And guess what? All of these people were thinking in the back of their head, Why don't you have a morning prayer, Dan And I'm thinking... Yeah! Why don't I have a morning prayer? Uh, well, the answer is because I just never got around to writing one down. And I've been praying in the morning for years. So, in uh, um, in the production of this new book, Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth, which we are releasing, and by the way, which is already available for pre-sale at BrideMovement.com, in, in preparation for this book, I said I am writing a morning prayer. And it is going to be... A home run. I mean, this thing is going to be mighty in the hands of those that want to introduce Jesus to their whole day. And so I wrote it. And then you know what I did? I said, I will not post it on BrideMovement.com. I did not distribute it to lots and lots of people. I gave it to a select test group and they all came back to me and said, whoa, this is really powerful. So what are you telling us today, Daniel? I am telling you that I am going to teach the morning prayer and tell you almost all of it but we're gonna um man uh leave just a little bit of it out so that you are left wondering and salivating what is the piece that i am missing from this program you'll have to get the book and i'm telling you now up front so you're not disappointed when i do that at the end of the program and leave you wanting more now what is the morning prayer Get ready because I am going to read you almost all of it and then I'm going to teach it to you. Father, I come before you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You are great and greatly to be praised. I come boldly before your throne of grace to find mercy and grace to help in time of need. In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. I take this opportunity to put up smoke screens in the spirit that act as sight and And sound barriers against interlopers, satanic agents, and evil spirits. I decree that I am cleansed of all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. I am washed by the blood of Jesus, which cleanses me of all unrighteousness. I am washed by the water of your word. I declare that every evil word spoken over me in my dreams, evil prayers, other realms where I was taken or imported into me through technologies are now being devoured by the locusts of God loose to create crop failure in Jesus' name. I declare that all devices, chains of bondage, evil injections, imprisonments of my humanity, insertions and implants of of every type, physical, spiritual, and energetic that were established against me in my sleep are now being consumed in the holy fire of Jesus Christ. I renounce and declare destruction upon all evil altars set up bearing my name or image in every timeline, age, realm, and dimension. I renounce and break the power of all sacrifices or rituals performed on these altars, declaring that they will have no impact on me or anyone else. I repent for and renounce every act of agreement with evil agendas and assignments taking place during my sleep including the reception of evil spirit food, counterfeit gifts, callings, mandates, judgments, technologies and counterfeit revelations and assignments. I declare that the blood of Jesus covers not only me but my house, cars, bank accounts and everything under my stewardship in Jesus name. I declare that my body is is blessed. My soul is blessed and my spirit is blessed in Jesus name. I call for the oil of anointing to be poured over every component of my person, anointing me for service, establishing my heart in joy and awakening the strength of Jesus Christ in my members. Angels, bless the Lord and praise his holy name. You excel in strength. You perform his word and you hearken unto the voice of his word. You are made ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. As an heir of salvation, I speak that your ministry to me is the execution of your assignments. Angels of finance, you are loosed to bring me what has been appointed to my storehouse. Establish me in the provision of the Lord and cause the abundant blessings of God to overtake me. Angels of opportunity, you are loose to find and secure opportunities and to establish an environment of Favor around me, angels of healing. You are loose to ensure that attacks against my health are derailed. You are loose to block the transmission of infectious diseases, to prevent food poisoning, to interrupt accidents that would cause harm to my body, and to heal issues in my flesh, soul, and spirit. Angels of warfare, you are loose to conquest the enemies of God and oppose that oppose me in my assignments, mandates, and callings. I declare that you conquer all time thieves in the name of Jesus. I identify the strongholds, strategic positions, war rooms, and laboratories of darkness that have been erected against my life and declare that the war horses of heaven are loosed against them. I bombard the enemy with hailstones, coals of fire, tsunamis of living water, engines of war, instruments of war, and the armies of heaven. I declare that the enemy is pummeled by the smoke from the nostrils of God, the hiss of the Lord that brings the bees and flies, the ravenous beasts, and the light of his glory. I release the spear of the Lord, instruments of death, and the razor of the Lord by which the enemies of God are shamed. I cover the encampments of evil with clouds of confusion, and smite evil realms pitted against me with plague and disaster in the name of Jesus." I declare that the sun, moon, stars, and planets are created to praise the Lord. The earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God." Therefore, I speak to every evil assignment invested into the sun, moon, stars, and planets by witches, warlocks, and the agents of darkness. I declare that they are now being excised by the sword of the Lord. I declare that these evil assignments are being replaced by the word of the Lord, which says, Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Just as the stars fought in their courses against Sisera, I determine that the stars are now employed in exploits against the enemies of Jesus Christ and fight alongside the children of light to expand the influence of the government of God in the earth. I declare that creation is reoriented at the outset of this day to serve the Lord and that cosmological power are employed in the revelation of the glory of God, for it is written that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I declare that the whirlwind of the Lord surrounds me and my associates, it draws unto us all resources that are expedient relative to our callings and mandates and it destroys the snares of the enemy from before our face lord jesus you are my shield my buckler and my rear guard i take opportunity to assume the armor of god the helmet of salvation breastplate of righteousness the belt of truth I put on the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. I take up the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the garments of vengeance and the cloak of zeal. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, neither of the arrow that flies by day, neither of the pestilence that walks in darkness, neither of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Blankety blank, blank blank. Whoa! What the hey, Dandoval? You just interrupted yourself. Let's go and move our way back to the top of the prayer, and we're going to start talking about it. Back to the top. The first line of the prayer is actually very strategic, as are just about every line in the prayer. There's always a reason when I'm putting and constructing prayers uh, why I word things a certain way and why I include pieces of language. Um, Most of the language that's included in our prayers comes from divine revelation, either from the word of God or from things seen and discerned in the spirit that when spoken to actually achieve breakthrough, Somewhere for someone. And then I will take that piece of language and reuse it and reemploy it because it successfully addresses actual spiritual constructs and issues. And so the, the, the prayer opens with this language. Father, I come before you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You are great and greatly to be praised. I come boldly before your throne of grace to find mercy and grace to help in time of need. In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. I take this opportunity to put up smoke screens in the Spirit that act as sight and sound barriers against interlopers, satanic agents, and evil spirits. Now, if you've heard me teach on prayer before, you will know that I always say this. Always start prayers with praise and thanksgiving. Let me tell you. If I come to you and I say, hey, guy, I need $500, you may come to me and say, that is very rude. Don't you even have the courtesy to say hello? If I really want $500 for you, from you, maybe for you, but from you, um, what I will do is I will come to you and say, hey, man, there has been a long time, brother. I've missed you. You look really good right now. Is that a new tie? Are those new shoes? You're really great. I mean, you are just first class. By the way, can I have $500? You know, introducing the conversation like that works for people. When people are buttered up enough, they'll give a lot of things. Um, and, and, And people want to feel good about giving. And, and, and that's why on, on a podcast you know, I'm always saying thank you I, I very rarely say hey everybody you know bride ministries we really have some major financial needs right now. I don't get up here and do that I, I I say hey guys I just want to say thank you for all of you that have because why I, you know I want people to feel good about giving and and, and 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 so often even in real life this is just coaching for real life Begin conversations with thank yous and praise when you're dealing with people. And God, well, God is the source point for our nature. Think about that. And so things that harmonize with human nature and design will harmonize with the design and nature that God possesses because he is our origin point. The Bible says that man was created in the image of God. And so we always start prayers with praise and thanksgiving. Why? One, God is great and he deserves it. Two, it opens up an atmosphere. And that atmosphere will be charged with the presence of God and will be more effective at actually establishing those things which we are speaking to or praying for or asking for. Always begin with praise and thanksgiving. Now, In this um, language, one of the things it says is, you know, I come boldly before your throne of grace. That's where we pray from. We pray, folks, from heaven to earth. You are not praying from earth to heaven. Many people think, you know, if I could just get through this bronze uh, heaven over my head, maybe God will hear me. The Bible says we've been raised up and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. What we need to do is engage our faith and realize that we have been spiritually displaced in Christ Jesus. And we have access to the Father. And so we want to pray from that posture. And um, so, so that's where we go. We say we're going to come boldly before the throne of grace. We have invitation. What gives us the right to be there? The blood of Jesus, which we pass through. We have to come through Jesus. And then we can be where God is. And we pray from that place. And, you know, when, when you are praying from heaven to earth, it is a different perspective because you're looking down on the issue, down on the problem, down on the challenges. Some people wake up and their day is like a mountain. They can never ascend before them and they're immediately depressed just because they woke up. But when you displace yourself to heavenly places in Christ Jesus, which is where you should be aware of your existence at. that that will change your whole perspective on your day now the mountain that made you want to pass out for fear and intimidation at the outset of your day is more like a molehill you're just going to step on so i um I, you know it's repositioning and then we say oh lord you will hear my voice in the morning i order my prayer to you and eagerly watch that's psalm 5 3. there's a promise for morning prayer, right there in Psalm five three, you know, prayer is powerful at any time of the day. But even in Hebrew culture, they they had different times of day, different watches during which you know guards would change out, and even people would pray in the temple and so forth. And um, th- there is a significance to the time of day and the types of prayers that you pray at. at at those times, and and there's a, a whole lot of things that you want to address in the morning because you want those prayers setting a tempo for your day that you are now going to engage. Um, so, so, so what I have learned is that there, there are prayers that are very effective to pray in the evening. There are prayers that are very effective to pray in the morning, and there are promises in the Bible that are specifically associated with early morning prayer, just like Psalm five three. And so we're declaring the word of God. Now, we put up smoke screens in the spirit that act in sight and sound barriers against interlopers, satanic agents, and evil spirits. You know, I pray with people in the morning and, um, you know, one of the individuals I pray with always reminds me, Hey Daniel, did you remember to put up your smoke screens this morning? Because I can see the witches and the warlocks in the spirit and they are watching, trying to take notes on what you're praying. Yes, Folks, they do try to take notes on what I'm praying because we are always implementing new technologies in prayer and they want to get a heads up like what are we going to have to deal with this week? You know, uh, we're we're moving in the spirit of revelation. But, you know, if we just put up the smoke screens, then that, that kind of blocks them. It's really funny. One time I booby trapped it and I didn't put up the smoke screen on purpose and they all gathered and and then I punished it <laughs> in the spirit and they all got scattered and mind wiped and stuff um, in the spirit. Anyway, you know, the, the, the thing is, uh, when you learn how to do spiritual warfare very effectively, things can get kind of fun. But, you know, in the morning prayer, we built in some language that's very fun and, and putting up the smoke screens is just a very safe way to say, you know what? Anything that I've seen is per plus anything you may add or whatever, it's, it's going to be blocked. The powers of darkness aren't going to necessarily be able to look in on that activity. What are interlopers? You know, <laughs> interlopers are uh, spirits that show up that don't belong. Now, I remember when I was in college, a very funny story happened. And I, I actually had to deal with an interloper in the physical realm. It, it was really funny. So... I was in a a house in college. I I think this may have been my um, sophomore year or junior year, one of the two, maybe summertime. And one morning, um, I woke up and heard something in my roommate's room, which was very strange. Now, the night before, I had uh, come in, closed the door, locked it to my knowledge, went to bed my roommate was out of town, and, and in this house, you have to understand, there was an upstairs and a downstairs. On the first floor, uh, th- th- there was a first floor, then there was a staircase down, and there were two bedrooms down there with a bathroom in the middle, and if you went up the stairs, there were two bedrooms on a, you know that floor with a bathroom in the middle, and then on the ground floor there was just a kitchen and then like a living room so it was optimally designed for college students you know you you're you you're rooming up with three other people in this kind of a a place but you pay your own rent whatever so it's college housing and 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 so i was on the upstairs and me and my roommate were there was a call between us in one bathroom and so i wake up and i open my door and i hear in my roommate's room, something, and I'm like, that's so weird because I know he's out of town. Let me go investigate. So I, I, I go into his room and I find a man that I do not know wearing nothing but boxers, sleeping on the floor of my roommate's room. And I'm looking around and trying to figure out how did this guy get in my house? And and so I took um, some kind of pole or stick and poked him. <laughs> poke, poke. <laughs> and, he, and he, you know, kind of, hey, wow. <sighs> and so he's on the ground and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me. And I said, do you know Matt? And he was like, who's Matt? And I was like, "Um, well, this is his room. He was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm so confused, guys. This is like, this is wild. Who are you and why are you wearing nothing but boxers, guy? So I'm like, how did you get in here? And he looked at me and he's like, I don't know. Where am I? (laughs) You know, I don't often talk about college stories on this podcast, but this one is warranted by, you know, means of the discussion. We're talking about interlopers. This is when something comes in that they don't, they they just literally do not belong there. This is trespassing. What are you doing in my roommate's room, guy? So I said, uh, are you stealing anything? You know? He's like, I don't think so. (laughs) So, I'm like looking around and I see his pants and a shirt on the ground. He actually had some. I guess he just took them off and went to sleep in his boxers. On the floor in my roommate's room. Which is funny because there was a bed in the room but he didn't sleep on it. Okay. So, I get his clothes and I search the pockets. And he had stolen nothing. So I said, put your clothes on. And then I said, would you like some pancakes? <laughs> this is a true story. And you know what he said? He said, no, thank you. And then I was really confused because I was like, "He's not even going to have breakfast? And, and he was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm like, well, let me walk you out. Okay. So I walked him out of my house and said goodbye. I never saw the man again. This is a true, true life stories with Dan DeVall. Um, my, my life has had weird moments. Not as many weird moments as it's had since I started working with people defecting from the Illuminati, but definitely some weird moments back in the day. This was one of them. This is an interloper. It's when a spirit shows up that absolutely does not belong. Um, Satanic agents can be among, you know, evil spirits. Sometimes they're just demons, different things. Uh, We want them blocked in the morning so they can't interfere with stuff. Now, next point. The prayer goes on and it says, I decree that I am cleansed of all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. I am washed by the blood of Jesus, which cleanses me of all unrighteousness. I am washed by the water of your word. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7.1, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. That's the word of God. You know, some people think falsely that when we get saved, the human spirit is eternally perfected and there's nothing else that God's going to do for that human spirit. And we, as the soul, just go through a process of sanctification. The truth is that the soul and the spirit go through a process of maturation and sanctification while the Holy Spirit residing within our spirit is absolutely untainted at all times of anything evil. But our human spirit, for different reasons and because of different things that happen in the spirit realm, can have filthiness upon it. One of the reasons why we minister to the Spirit. And we can wash human spirits with living water and there will be fruit from things like that. And so what we are doing is we are cleansing ourselves in preparation of a new day. The reason why is because some of us are getting slimed while we are asleep. And then we get up out of that slime and go to start a day covered in slime and our whole day gets slimed. And some of it's just coming off of us. You know when your attitude is bad and you're sliming your own life because you didn't take care of things in the morning. (laughs) Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Some of you only have one side of the bed and it is wrong. (laughs) And you get up on it every day. We have to change that. Sometimes though, what that means is canceling out the slime that comes on us at night. If you are getting... Um, terrorized at night with nightmares, with people showing up and subjecting you to um, sexual deviancy and, and, and abusing you in your sleep. If you are going through abduction experiences in your sleep, being taken places out of body in your sleep, if you are going through sleep paralysis in your sleep, so on and so forth. Let me tell you something. You're getting slimed. You are getting slimed. And when you wake up in the morning, you have to think about the spiritual dynamics of this. You're going to carry that into your whole day. The devil wants to get you in your sleep so he can get you in your waking hours. And we have an evening prayer that shuts down a lot of things in the sleep. But it won't shut down everything necessarily. Because people get hit for different reasons and there's different covenants and bloodline agreements and contracts going around in the spirit that they're using to sidestep different things that are spoken, whatever, on and on. And I know. And so, you know, when people wake up, sometimes they're slimed even if they're using our evening prayer. What can you do about it? Just clean it up. Clean it up. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 7, one. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Washing filthiness is a good thing to do in the morning. Filth can be put on us while we sleep. Perversions play out in our dreams. We are defiled by the things we agree to in dreams. For survivors of satanic ritual abuse, government-sponsored mind control agendas, and Illuminati programming, so on and so forth. This is especially important because you have altars doing things while you sleep that you don't even know when you wake up. And so there's filthiness and slime parts of you are carrying from nightly activities that you aren't even conscious of. And I, 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 I can't overstate this point. This is very important to do in the morning. It's like taking a shower in the morning. You don't want to go to work stinking like armpit. So for some of you, that's some advice in the natural. Clean it up. Take a shower. Put on some deodorant. Please. Um, okay, so moving on. The next word is, I declare that every evil word spoken over me in my dreams, evil prayers, other realms where I was taken, Or imported into me through technologies are now being devoured by the locusts of God loose to create crop failure in Jesus' name. So there are evil words that are sent at us through various vectors, through the dreams, through the evil prayers, and through the other realms where you're taken, or imported into people through technologies. These evil words. Will curse your day. It will curse your productivity. It will bring ruin to the things that you set your hands to. Crop failure is a technology of prayer that is very important. I've shared this um, testimony before, but I'm just going to go ahead and share it again, real quickly. Those of you that haven't heard it, because this is when I learned about crop failure. I once attended a church where, the, you know, you know, I I, I really wanted to. I mean, totally submit to this pastor. I was like, I've had some bad experiences in the past. Um, You know, I I want to do everything in my power to have a positive experience with a leader at a church, no matter what it costs me. And um, I started going to this church. It was a very small church. I submitted to the pastor. I said, you know, I'll, I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll do whatever you tell me to do, whatever. Sign me up. I just want to serve. And, um... You know, things were okay for a while. The problem is I have this this thing. It's called fire, I think. You know, when you're excited about Jesus. Like all the time. And I was spending all this time in prayer, fasting. I'm like, you know, in the word. A lot. Um, I'm pretty intense, you know. And, I, and I'm just like, it's excitable. And so what happened was that he uh, started to pray for me. And he said, Father... I prayed that you would just slow him down. How did I know this? I'll get to that. But he started to pray this. Slow him down. Simmer him down. Sit him down. Um, because he felt that I, I was just, I, I'm, I'm moving too fast. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, um, chomping at the bit. I, I need to chill out. So he started praying a a cooling on the fire, so to speak. I didn't know that he was doing this at the time. But what I did know is that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all desire to pray, to read the Bible, to fast, on and on, gone. All I wanted to do was watch movies and play video games. That was it. All I wanted to do. All desire for the things of God, gone. And it was like a few days. As a matter of fact, after a few days had passed, I was sitting there laying on my couch, like, You Kind of, you know, just chatting with God a little bit. Saying, you know what, God? I don't know what happened. I don't even know why I'm talking to you right now because I don't want to. I just want to sit here and vegetate. I don't understand what happened. But I'm just saying this because I figured, you know, you should know if you didn't already know, even though I know that you know. So, you know. And God came back to me and he said, Daniel, There have been evil prayers spoken over you and you need to speak crop failure to them. And God told me a little bit about the nature of the prayers, which I just told you. And I sat there on a couch bewildered because God also told me, it's your pastor. And I said, you know what? I don't know. I'm just going to speak to it. I spoke crop failure to those prayers. And when I did that, immediately, all of the lethargy lifted and suddenly the fire was back. Praise God. I didn't confront anybody at that time. I just went along as if nothing had ever happened. Well, months down the road, I was moving and I told the pastor, hey, you know, I'm leaving, I'm moving, so I'm not going to be attending your church anymore. We had a long conversation. And during that conversation, he fessed up and I didn't even ask him to. I was We were just talking and it just came out, you know, young man I, I was real worried about you you know you you, you you worry me and I was praying for you Lord slow him down just you know and, and he, so he basically told me everything that God had told me before and fessed up to the witchcraft prayers which he had prayed and and I and I just looked at him at that time and said you know um, with all due respect don't ever pray with don't ever pray for someone like that again because that is not the right way to deal with your sheep. Uh, the Lord's sheep and so 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 what I'm saying is this this story this experience helped me to understand the power of crop failure and so when you're dealing with evil words you want all of these evil words which will take root and grow a crop that will then produce an evil harvest in your life you want the crop failure and what assists in crop failure better than locusts which actually eat the crops so the locusts of God are actually a weapon of warfare. And of course, God used this weapon against ancient Egypt. In the spirit, guess what? There's a counterpart to that. There are spiritual locusts that can be loosed to devour spiritual fields of evil words or words against you or your destiny. Words prayed in evil prayers, so on and so forth. The locust of the Lord um, is a, it's an application of the word of God as a weapon. And, um, you know, some of the other things that people need to understand is that they are taken to other realms while they sleep at times. You know, some people think they're dreaming. You're not dreaming and you know you're not dreaming. Bad things are happening to people in their dreams and they think, oh man, that was a terrible dream. This happened to me. It's like, yeah, but when it was happening to you and when you woke up, you knew you weren't dreaming. You just don't know how else to explain what happened to you because your physical body was asleep. But you're actually experiencing real events. And see, evil words are spoken over people in other realms when they are taken there. And so um, sometimes we need to just be real and be frank and say, you know what? Even if I don't understand it, I know this is true. They're taking me places while I sleep. I'm there. And I need to deal with what's happening to me because it's affecting my life and, and it's definitely affecting my relationship with God. See, as we get into the evening prayer, we are addressing all of this stuff head on. This is what you need in your life. Daniel, where can I get the full evening prayer? Prayers that shake heaven and earth. It's coming out. It'll, it'll be out next um, February, you know? And 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 um so so we're talking about it. Uh, people will be taken to these realms while they sleep, so we're addressing it. What happens? Um, People also need to understand that sometimes they are carrying computers in their systems, and this is particularly relevant for survivors. They used uh, beast computers. Actually, we did a program with Hope, who explained how, um, within a programming session, they were able to interface a computer with her brain and ultimately put the computer inside of her as a component of her programming. She talked about it and uh, gave, you know, the memories of, of, of how they did that process. So uh, I'm not making this up, but we find computers in people all the time. So they import through these computers what? Programs. Evil words because the programs sound like you want to die. Just kill yourself. These are evil words that are brought into people sometimes through computers that run programs, and they have been installed into individuals through programming. I, I mean, it's it's nuts, but this happens. So we want to deal with some of this stuff early in the morning. Just knock it out so that it can't affect you. Slime your day. Um, so, so, some Some... Um, In one case, I remember I was was working with a survivor and they had a a part on the inside, an altar, and, and his job became to intercept the codes and the signals that they were trying to send into the body to technologies. Um, We often will have to blow up things, we call them receptors. They're they're there to receive signals. You know, when when we get into how they're interfacing people with psychotronic technology. I mean, you know, morning prayer is actually confronting all of this stuff. Um, We want to destroy the works of darkness afresh every morning. So, um, the next part of the prayer says, I declare that all evil devices, chains of bondage, evil injections, imprisonments of my humanity, insertions and implants of every type, physical, spiritual, and energetic that were established against me in my sleep are now being consumed in the holy fire of Jesus Christ. I renounce and declare destruction upon all evil altars set up bearing my name or image in my every timeline, age, realm, and dimension. I renounce and break the power of all sacrifices or rituals performed on these altars, declaring that they will have no impact on me or anyone else. Now, we need to understand that Jesus Christ came to break every chain. Why? Because there are evil chains in the spirit realm that hold people captive. They hold people captive. We want to destroy chains of bondage and evil devices. There are devices of all sorts in the spirit, and you need to know this. Um, here's some, you know, and, and it goes on both sides of the veil, right? So let, let me give you an example of a device, um, a, a godly device. I, I, I once was dealing with a person, and, and they kept on getting telepathic messages from someone else. And and, and the reason why they couldn't stop the telepathic messages from someone else is because they had a part on the inside whose job it was to receive those telepathic messages and that part of them had enough agreement to override the presenter's desire for it to stop. (laughs) Welcome to the world of multiplicity. So these messages are coming in but we find the part that's receiving all the messages. And so what I did was I had the angels of the Lord strap a helmet Onto their head. Because the Bible says, gird up the loins of your mind. So I did that and they put a helmet. I activated the word of God on behalf of that part of them. And they the angel came and put a helmet on the head of that fractured portion of their soul. And strapped it on and locked it on their head. And what it did was it gird up the loins of the mind and blocked the Telepathy. Suddenly, the telepathic issue stopped altogether. (laughs) It's a device. I remember one time, you know, I was dealing with someone else and they had some parts, and actually I've done this more than once with more than one person, but, you know, they had some parts and they were really feeling like, you know, I don't feel safe, I don't feel secure. You know, what do you got for me, Dan Duvall? (laughs) And so, you know, I, I said, would you like a tank? So they got a device. Inside, in the spirit realm, a tank is created and they get in the tank. <laughs> and suddenly they feel very safe. So we use tanks sometimes, you know, and, and, and can tanks blow things up in the spirit realm? Yeah, if you need them to. Um, we're talking about, you know, creative power. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, this story is just so silly. I don't even know how how, how to make this make sense. Uh, one day we were investigating and exploring what I call an inner world, which is built into a person's subconscious or their heart realm um, as they are going through programming. And we get to a certain room that this room inside of them is, a, is is actually inhabited by two reptilian demons. And when we entered the room as we were going through a session, they were so afraid of what was about to happen to them that they uh, 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 knocked they actually had a coffee pot <laughs> in the room uh, inside of the person and, and they're like taking a coffee break when we I, mean, I can't... Folks, you can't make this stuff up. And so anyway, coffee pot, uh, device, right? So, so we're talking about devices in the spirit of all sorts. So you're dealing with devices and there are evil devices that sometimes they will put inside of people. Um, chains of bondage, evil injections. See there are vaccines that people get in the natural but there's a counterpart for everything in the natural and sometimes people are getting vaccines and injections in the spirit they they're being pumped full of drugs In the spirit while they sleep, they may have parts of their humanity that are being extracted at night, taken to different realms and then injected with things and then put back in the body. And there's a residual effect of what they were injected with in another realm while the physical body slept that the person who's waking up has to deal with as they're going through their day. How do we stop it? Get the morning prayer on your side! I declare that all evil devices, chains of bondage, evil injections, imprisonment of my humanity, insertions and implants of every type, physical, spiritual, and energetic that were established against me in my sleep. Folks, let me tell you something. When we write these prayers, there's a reason why the language is used because we've treaded so much ground and done so much homework. We're able to turn around and capitalize on that knowledge to give you the most potent, powerful prayers that can be fit into two or three pages. I mean, you know, to, to get you you know get you with the gold juice I have a vision of the children of God living on the level of their inheritance in Christ and too many believers live so far beneath their inheritance in Christ and the reason why many times it's because we have not been given the tools that we need to ascend to the place that we are living at the level of our inheritance in Christ manifesting the lives we were ordained to manifest and that's why I create tools and equip believers I have a vision and it includes you now um. There are evil injections, they drug people in their their dreams sometimes. Um, Sometimes they put pieces of people in prisons. And these prisons can be inside of a person or they can be in the other realms. The Bible says in Isaiah 61.1, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to open the prison doors to them which are bound. You know, that opening of the prison doors to those which are bound as part of the Isaiah 61 mandate. That refers to actual spiritual prisons that are being populated by humanity. Now, if your humanity is being... Hacked while you sleep and shut up and locked down in a prison. It would be nice to get them out of the prison at the outset of your day. Which is why it's part of the prayer. Um, Goodness gracious. Uh, sometimes people are abducted, you know, onto UFOs while they sleep. We acknowledge that that's, that, that happens. It, you know, we, we want to help people to get cleansed of this Slime. More often than abductions of physical bodies, which I I, I do uh, you know acknowledge, it happens. It's it's parts of a person's soul or the entire soul itself or their spirit man that's being abducted at night from out of the spirit the, the physical body and and taken to places and these places you know they, they include. Craft realm timelines under the sea, different components of the kingdom of darkness, the forest kingdom, um, underground facilities. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean the list goes on and on, and and in these places, all this stuff is happening to them. They think it's a dream, and no, it's not a dream. We're dealing with it. Now, part of this um, prayer includes the destruction of evil altars. Now. One of the things that the powers of darkness do is, is they will go and they'll set... And this is an altar, A-L-T-A-R. That, that's like a, a stone tablet or somewhere where you do ritual sacrifices. And they'll set these up for a bloodline. And um, or they'll put your name on it or a representation of you on it. Maybe they'll get a picture or a locket of your hair and put it on the altar. And then they do rituals and and these rituals can occur in a physical, you know, if they actually have a local coven that gets some of your stuff and, and creates an altar and then does some stuff. Or they do it in the spirit. And the way I figure it works is that that altar, when they put your image or name or you know, it's related to your bloodline, it stands in the spirit as your representative so that whatever um, rituals, bloodshed, and so forth that are being done on that altar um, is being actually attributed to your record and tied to you and your affiliates. And so uh, we want to make sure that that isn't influencing your life. It's kind of like dealing with a high place. You know, they, they had to throw the high places down, destroy them. I was um, you know, uh, praying with someone the other day and they contacted me and um, we were doing a basically they just needed deliverance, straight up full-on, just you know, knock this demon out and this oppression and this resistance. And so we were going through a prayer, and what cracked the whole thing open was the key. What was the the key that cracked it all open was I judge, and destroy every evil altar bearing the individual's name or image in every timeline, age, realm, and dimension, and we renounce and break the power of all sacrifices or rituals performed on those altars. I'll tell you, that language came out, they screamed and shrieked, and boom, delivered. So what I'm telling you is that (laughs) do it every morning. I mean, eventually, they may just give up, you know, and say, well, it's not working. Not on that guy. Uh, Moving on. I repent for and renounce every act of agreement with evil agendas and assignments taking place during my sleep, including the reception of evil spirit food, counterfeit gifts, callings, mandates, judgments, technologies, counterfeit revelations, and assignments. I declare that the blood of Jesus covers not only me, but my house, cars, bank accounts, and everything under my stewardship in Jesus' name. Now, People will have dreams in which they are offered gifts, and often those gifts are given in exchange for some kind of uh, favor, or you have to let something in a house, or, you know, people have dreams of stuff. It's just like, you know, someone knocks on the door, gives them a gift, and says, hey, can I come in? <laughs> and um, it's, But it's creepy, or whatever, and... It, some people may be in a dream. They, they'll find themselves be, before it like a jury or a, a bunch of people that are rendering a judgment against them. And it's an evil judgment. You, you're going to die. You're going to get sick. You're going to lose everything. Your business will fail. And it's like they're getting this judgment. Um, they, may, they may be sat down at a table. It's like, oh, look at this delicious spread, man. And, you know, so you're like, I want it. And then you eat it. And then you wake up slimed. Well, Um, All of this stuff is ways that evil is hacking people while they sleep so that they can destroy them in their assignments, mandates, callings during the day. Evil spirit food is often, I mean, it's really human flesh in the spirit disguised as food in the spirit realm. And when you eat it, it's creating a covenant with the powers of darkness. Um, Sometimes you can't always control what you do in your dreams, Most of us have a certain state of belief in our subconscious and whatever that subconscious belief is, that's what's reflected in the dream. For instance, um, if you believe, if I found a $500 bill on the ground and I saw it fall out of someone's pocket, I would pick it up and keep it, you know, and uh, hopefully you don't believe that because there's no such thing as a $500 bill, but... What I'm saying is, so if that happens in a dream and a $500 bill falls out of someone's pocket, now we know we're dreaming, um, you actually do pick it up and put it in your pocket and don't tell them in a the dream because that's what you believe you would do in your subconscious while you are waking. The same thing with encounters with the, um, y- y- of a uh, um, sexual nature. If you believe that presented the opportunity to commit adultery on your husband or wife, you would take it, especially with a certain individual. And that individual is suddenly in your dream, you will likely not be able to resist the approach in the dream because you are in the framework of mind that you're you know, fantasizing about it happening in your day. So, So whatever this subconscious belief is often will play out in the dream and you can't say, wait a minute, no, I want to rethink this now that I'm in my dream. So, you know, if you love the buffet line and they serve you the evil spirit food, often you're just going to eat it. <laughs> There it is. Now I'm eating it. And then you wake up. Well, now that you know you probably ate human flesh in the spirit, you may not want it there. Like, well, what, why, what can I do now that something happened? You know, I haven't renewed my mind to the point that I was able to resist it in my sleep or I haven't built up my spirit man to the point that my spirit man can wake me up or stop the event in my dream. But by the way, and I'll say this, for those that pursue uh, ministry to their spirit, and they get their spirit to be very strong uh, the reports come back that okay, my spirit stood up and you know made interventions in my dreamscape it's very very cool um i have had my spirit man slap demons across the city while i 'm sleeping if they try to you know some 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 shady stuff and i I would um, anyway coming back to the actual point um what you want to do is you want to consume it with the holy fire of Jesus Christ in the morning to get the slime out of the way. It's not going to affect your day, even if it happens at night. So you renounce it You say, you know, I, I, I break agreement with it. It's not me. I do not receive it. The fire of God is burning it up. Now it's dealt with. You get to go through your day without that influence on you. Um, other things that people can do is they can receive counterfeit revelations while they sleep. And so you don't want to carry that into your day and into your life. I remember, it was, and I, I'm pretty sure I've shared a story before there was a night where a woman showed up in my dream and gave me a phone call and I'm sleeping and they begin to prophesy. They're like, Oh brother, I hear the Lord saying that he loves you and he loves what you have done. And he, you know, you're doing a great job. And you know, so they're saying some, you know, stuff that sounds really good. And it feels good to hear those things said about you, whatever, you know, it's one of those feel good prophetic words. And, I'm like okay, yeah, you know, there's and in the dream I'm thinking, she's speaking a lot of generalities, which means, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of this is actually the mandated word of God, but you know, I'm listening. And then she gets she gets into it, she gets into the main point, but oh brother, oh brother. I hear the Lord saying. she was actually talking like this in the dream I hear the Lord saying that you are going to contract a disease a sickness that will take you nigh unto death oh I hear the Lord saying and I, I'm in the dream and I'm like that's not good that's terrible this is a terrible prophetic word oh my gosh and my spirit man and this is what I'm talking about stood up in the dream and was not having any of it and began to speak in tongues in the dream so loudly that I couldn't hear her talking anymore. And then I woke up in my physical body speaking in tongues right out of the dream. And I said, I renounced that counterfeit prophetic word in Jesus. See, that was a counterfeit. And if I would have received that as a revelation, of what I would be dealing with following that dream, my agreement with what I heard in my hacked dream by probably some kind of witch that had an assignment against me to put sickness on me would have manifested. And it would have been my agreement that did it. It would have been my agreement that established it. So people can receive a counterfeit revelation. Your business will fail. You know, and look, sometimes businesses fail. Sometimes businesses fail because it's not God's business. You're not doing God's business. God told you to do something else. You didn't listen. Five years down the road, you didn't repent. God lets your business fail. He said, are you going to listen to me now? Other times, God told you to do the business. God's with you, but stuff starts to come against you. And you receive it and agree with it. And you don't know how to confront it. You don't know how to shut it down. You don't know how to close the doors. And the devil steals something from you. I'm tired of the devil stealing stuff from people. And when the devil's stealing stuff from people with counterfeit revelations, you're going to lose your business. You will go bankrupt. Oh, man. I guess I agree with that. And then it happens. Um, so we're covering everything. And we're saying no, no. We renounce every act of agreement with counterfeit revelations technologies, judgments. I mean, on and on and on. Like I said, sometimes a judgment will come against us in our dream. and We're not going to agree with that. Um, and then we cover everything with the blood of Jesus. You know, one of the cool things about the blood of Jesus is that it bears witness to the testimony of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 John, there are three that bear witness in the earth. The blood, the water, and the spirit, and these three agree as one. The, the, the amazing thing about the blood of Jesus is that it stands like a like a bodyguard around your stuff. A buff guy. That no one that, that intimidates everybody. And when 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 anyone tries to come near your stuff and the blood of Jesus is on, it's like that bodyguard standing there with his arm crossed saying, Don't come anywhere near here. I'm going to bear witness to the victory of Jesus Christ. And it's like, Well, what does that look like? It looks like me knocking your lights out, little puny demon. So, the blood of Jesus is very strong. It's very powerful. The Bible says we overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. So, I um, I, 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 I put the blood of Jesus on everything, morning and night. <laughs> and so, moving forward, uh, prayer goes on. I declare that my body is blessed. My soul is blessed. My spirit is blessed is blessed in Jesus' name. I call for the oil of anointing to be poured over every component of my person, anointing me for service, establishing my heart in joy and awakening the strength of Jesus Christ in my members. Here's the thing. First Thessalonians 5.23 May the God of all peace sanctify you wholly. I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you want every component of your person blessed. You're not a two-part being. You are a three-part being. And your spirit needs blessing. Your soul needs blessing. And your physical body, yeah, needs blessing. Um, second, let the oil of anointing be poured over every component of my person. The oil of anointing is a spiritual resource that works wonders. And I, I mean, it's, this is one of the coolest things you can even play with manifestation with the, with the oil of anointing. I'll, I'll do this. In a session, say I'm, I'm, I'm working with someone and I'll pull their spirit man forward and the human spirit, I'll bless it, I'll minister to it, I'll pour the oil of anointing on the human spirit and that human spirit will be blessed and vibrating and happy and you know, whatever. And then I'll say, hey, human spirit, I'm going to give you this flask of oil of anointing. It never runs out. And I want you to put it on your belt so you don't lose it. And there's reason for all that language. But, um, you know, I, I do this all the time, right? And so the, the human spirit gets the flask of oil. The person realizes, wow, my spirit just received a flask of oil of anointing in the spirit realm. Did I actually give them anything physical? No, I might be on the other side of the world talking to them like I'm talking to you. I said, here. But I, 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 I'm not bound by the physical realm. I, I know how to operate in the spirit. I mean, you know, we, we talk about moving on both sides of the veil. And there's a spiritual Daniel, there's a Daniel spirit man, just like there's one for you too. And 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 that part of me operates in the spirit realm. There's no distance in the spirit, per se. Just like that's why we say you know there's no distance in prayer. And so I can just give stuff, or I can have the angels give stuff, or I can ask Jesus. Jesus, would you give them this? You know, there's different delivery vectors in the spirit. And um, you know, so so the spirit man gets a flask of oil of anointing, and then I'll this is where the playing with the manifestation comes. I'll say, hey, why don't you take that flask of oil of anointing and pour it over the soul? Pour it over the presenter. Pour it over the person I'm talking to. So the spirit will take the oil and they'll pour it over the head in the spirit realm. Now, now if you looked at the person, you don't see anything but their physical body. Maybe their eyes are closed. But suddenly, they have physical sensations. Oh my gosh, there's this warm... Glory just covering my body from my head to my toes. They'll report it. Sometimes they may shake a little bit. Like, oh, wow. You know, that is real. You're not making that up. It's So, so. And we've used the oil of anointing many times in the spirit realm. I, I mean, I'll pour oil of anointing all over all kinds of things. It's, it, when, when, when the body of Christ begins to understand that the spirit realm is more real than the natural realm, we're going to come to another level, guys. And you know, let it begin with your morning prayer. So put the oil of anointing over every part of your person, body, soul, and spirit. What is the spiritual significance of this? Did you know that priests were anointed with oil and so were kings? And the Bible says in Revelations 1.6, we are kings and priests. <laughs> so the oil is, when we do this, is actually sanctifying us. And what does the word sanctify mean? Sanctify means to be set apart. When they had um, the, uh, the the... You know the treasures in the temple, all of the temple gold and silver. It was sanctified. That means it was set apart for holy purposes. And when the kingdom of Babylon sacked the uh, treasures of the um, you know temple in Jerusalem, and and they were using some of these items for their you know. Um, orgy fests and stuff that they were doing I mean that that just invoked the wrath of God because th- those things had been sanctified they, they would have been set apart for a holy purpose and you are on earth set apart for a holy purpose God has a purpose for you being here and it is to advance his kingdom in the earth and that's done through day in and day out life that's at your job or career. That's in your family. That's in your church and community. That's in your local government. That's in your like every area is designed to be and intended to be influenced by the kingdom of God. And in order to be stewards of that, we should be set apart for the holy purposes of God in, in the morning. And um so 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 call for the oil of anointing to be poured over every part of your person. Um, Establish your heart in joy You know the Bible says The joy of the Lord is our strength When our heart is not established in joy We are actually less productive We don't have the um, You know The the go juice to get stuff done And to pursue great things And um, So call for it In the morning When your day starts um, ask and it will be answered. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Y- y- you want to awaken the strength of Jesus Christ in your members because we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. There's a strength that comes from God and you need it. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> angels, this next part of the prayer angels bless the Lord and praise his holy name. You excel in strength, you perform his word, and you hearken. Unto the voice of his word. You are made ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. As an heir of salvation, I speak that your ministry to me is the execution of your assignments. Angels of finance, you are loosed. Angels of opportunity, you are loosed. Angels of healing, you are loosed. Angels of warfare, you are loosed. I read this whole section um, in the beginning. So I'm not going to read it all again right now to save on time. This is what you need to know. This is language that allows you to properly and effectively command angels. You know, there is a biblical way to engage the angels that serve the Lord. And the language in this prayer is designed to help you do exactly that. The revelation begins in Hebrews 1, 13 through 14. But to which of the angels said he at any time? Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So so, so what we need to understand is that angels are ministering spirits that are on assignment to minister to us. They work with us. The Bible says, In Psalm 91, 11 through 12, But he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot upon a stone. They protect us. They execute assignments on our behalf as they minister to us. The Bible says in Psalm 103 20. Bless the Lord you his angels who excel in strength. Who do his word. Heeding the voice of his word. The angels heed the voice of God's word. And do his word. And God's word can be spoken by your voice. And my voice. Some people think falsely that angels only obey the voice of Jehovah God in heaven. Any human speaking is out of line. When they are speaking, you know, that angels should do some stuff. Any voice can speak God's word. And when the prophets speak the inspired word of God for this moment and deliver prophetic words, angels are able to grab those words and manifest them. When we speak the word of God in the Bible, angels take those words and manifest them. When we speak words that strategically address Things that are being observed in the seer realm. Angels take those words and manifest those things. And so what we need to understand is that we engage the angelic with the word of God. So we are actually putting angels um, in action that have been sent to minister for and to us. Now, the Bible says in the book of Revelation... Chapter 22, verse 6. Then he said to me, these words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of this prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I saw and heard, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant. I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. I call angels our brothers in arms. Why? They are our fellow servants. They are citizens of the same kingdom that we are and they are on assignment to advance the same kingdom we are on assignment to advance. The only problem that they have is that they are limited in what they are able to manifest based on what we are speaking and doing. Their activity is based on our response to God and not the other way around. So it's our responsibility to put them into action and that's what you need to know. And so, um, I mean, it's language into the prayer to make your life as easy as possible. It's like, wow, this is so much information. What should I do with all this information? Just get the morning prayer and pray it. <laughs> you know, um, time thieves. So, one of the things that um, the that I have the angels of warfare address are time thieves. And I want to talk about that. Now, I'm going to come back and read this part of the prayer. It says, Angels of warfare, you are loose to conquest the enemies of God that oppose me in my assignments, mandates, and callings. Why? You have mandates, assignments, and callings that are being opposed. Did you know that it's not supposed to be this hard? But because you are being opposed, it is. It's one thing to go down a football field when there's no... Other team on the field. You can just run from one goalpost to the other. And there's nothing to stop you. That's not the way the world works. We are in a world with a team playing on the other side. It's a battlefield. And so if you try to run down the field, a touchdown from one goalpost to another, you are going to have Resistance. Angels of warfare, you are loose to conquest the enemies of God that oppose me in my assignments, mandates, and callings. I declare that you conquer all time thieves in the name of Jesus. Your time is getting stolen. That phone call wasn't supposed to take that long. The uh, you know company that you were trying to get a hold of to get something fixed on your telephone bill wasn't supposed to hang up on you four times. That is called time theft. Things showing up late, mail getting delayed, all kinds of stuff going wrong. That's not supposed to happen, but it happens when time thieves are left unchecked. And the enemy loves to, de- the, one of the titles of the enemy is devourer. He likes to devour things. And he will devour your time because time just happens to be one of the most precious commodities we possess because it's limited. It's limited. There is only so much time that any one person has on planet earth. And so, he has time thieves that steal hours, days, weeks, months, years from the children of God. And I do not want time thieves determining my level of effectiveness. And you should neither. I also have the angels of warfare. Destroy strongholds, strategic positions, war rooms, and laboratories of darkness that have been erected against my life. Now, these are, I have run into all of these things helping other people. War rooms of darkness. These are locations in the spirit realm where evil spirits conspire against the believer to destroy their lives. They develop weapons in their war rooms. They take their weapons and they use them to hurt you and your life and the people that you love. And... Um, These will often occur in second heaven places. That's why the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. They're there. They're plotting against you and you are at war with them. Enough said. You know, you have warms. You have laboratories. What are the laboratories? (laughs) Places in the spirit where experimentation occurs, where bloodlines have their children modified, and where out-of-body programming occurs. I know. That sounds a little strange and wacky. I don't, tough. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Uh, I'm just going to say it like it is. They have laboratories in the spirit. Most of the Illuminati laboratories that are doing the darkest deeds are not even on Earth's plane at all. We find them in the spirit realm, in other timelines, other planets, other, you know, th- that's where some of this, because why? There's no regulation or tax. <laughs> so... um, you know, they, they, there's a lot of things that happen in spiritual laboratories. I'll tell you, I I, I I met a part that was really odd because they were part tree and part human and the person saw them and was absolutely bewildered when, when they saw them inside of themselves. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is a part tree, part human Thing Is it a demon? Is it an altar? What is it? Well, it was both. It, it, it was um, actually a, a composite entity. And what we had to do is we put it in a box of living water. And the living water separated out the plant genetics from the humanity that actually did belong to them. And um, we, we, we did away with that nature. And we ministered to the humanity that was delivered from it. And when we ask Jesus, like, how did that combination occur? like, Well, they they put it together in a laboratory. Where was that laboratory that they put the tree genetics with the human part and and then were able to deposit it in the body? Where did that laboratory get built? In another realm. And so uh, people are dealing with this all over the world. And so why not address these things at the outset of your day? You know, um, one of the things that this passage also includes is a long list of the weapons of God. You know, I, I uh, go and partner with the angels of warfare, and then I'll say, you know, well, just identify the strongholds, strategic positions, war rooms, and laboratories of darkness that have been erected against my life, and I declare that the war horses of heaven are loosed against them. I bombard them with the hailstones, coals of fire, tsunamis of living water, engines of war, instruments of war, the armies of heaven. You know, what what, what I'm doing is I'm saying, here, you know, warring angels, go and do your assignments. And by the way, here's a whole heap of weapons to do it with. You know, because if they're going to fulfill and manifest the word of God, give them the right words to manifest hailstones. Coals of fire, engines of war, instruments of war, instruments of death, the razor of the Lord. Like the, the warrior angels love this stuff. They get excited. Like yeah, razors. Ah, and um, you know, they, they go and they, they they hurt the devil. Somebody wants to hurt the devil. Let him hurt him. You know. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I declare... This is the next part of the prayer. I declare that the sun, moon, stars, and planets are created to praise the Lord. The earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Therefore, I speak to every evil assignment invested into the sun, moon, stars, and planets by witches, warlocks, and the agents of darkness... I declare that they are now being excised by the sword of the Lord. I declare that these evil assignments are being replaced by the word of the Lord, which says, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, What you need to know is that Psalm 148 1 through 4 reveals a mystery of what I call first estate. It says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights, praise him all his angels, praise him all his hosts, praise him sun and moon, praise him all you stars of light, praise him you heavens of heavens and you waters above the heavens. So what were the stars designed to do? They were designed to praise God. What was what was the sun moon designed to do? Both were designed to praise God. Any purpose other than this is a deviation from first estate. And when we identify how creation has been moved away from first estate, we are able to call for justice and judgment on the heads of those responsible, namely the powers of darkness. This the moon was not designed to be loaded up with uh you know, rituals that engage it for power. That's not what God designed the moon to to do. It was designed to praise Him. So so when evil people, witches, and warlocks, and Satanists, and Luciferians are doing their rituals in conjunction with the sun, moon, stars, and planets, and you know, waiting for their astrological alignments to seed evil into the cosmos. Like that, that's a deviation. And they do this kind of work and magic and ritual sometimes to resist believers and to shut them down. On the night of the fourth blood moon, I got hit with a death curse that did not work. But the ritual was done in conjunction with that astrological event. Um, So there's no one that's going to tell me that this isn't real. And the thing is, these assignments left unaddressed, will give the powers of darkness the upper hand. So, don't let them just spend all night doing their rituals, doing their sacrifices, shedding their blood, doing this and that, and then wake up, slimed from everything they did to you, and then go through your day that's been directed by their stuff. No! You need to stand up and say, heck no! Jesus wins. And I am commanding the sun, moon, stars, and planets that you are now being delivered. From the influences of all of that evil that you've been embedded with. And you're being reprogrammed in accordance with the word of God. We need to understand that it's our job to dismantle evil power in the heavens as part of our morning routine. Because they're doing evil works, engaging the heavens all night long. Especially at new moons and full moons and stuff like that. So, um... (laughs) We also need to understand that the stars can be employed in warfare and we can take advantage of this ministry. How? Speak to it. It's written right into the prayer. Just as the stars fought in their courses against Cicero, I determined that the stars are now employed in exploits against the enemies in Jesus Christ and fight alongside the children of light to expand the influence of the government of God in the earth. Um. I'm telling you, there is a higher level of operation for the body of Christ where we actually not only function out of the abundance of heavenly places in Christ Jesus, but we begin to engage the places and regions of the second heaven as we dispossess the powers of darkness from their seats of power in those places. We are pivoting off of a revelation of first estate. Part of this is a manifestation of justice and judgment. I, I don't know. You now, this, this happens where you, you just, you know, you get kind of tired, guys, and you just don't want to go on. Is there anybody that wants me to continue? Please speak up. I can't hear you. Okay. Next part. I declare. That creation is reoriented at the outset of this day to serve the Lord and that cosmological powers are employed in the revelation of the glory of God. For it is written that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. Let me me tell you something. As cosmological powers are employed in our favor, it will advance the glory of God in the earth. That's the whole goal. See, we want to advance the agenda of the kingdom of God. That's our purpose. That's our supreme mandate. Advance the kingdom of God. His government. Okay. Next. I declare that the whirlwind of the Lord surrounds me and my associate. It draws unto us all resources that are expedient relative to our callings and mandates and destroys the snares of the enemy from before our face. I, I, I find this piece of language extremely powerful. Um, and it actually comes out of a vision that I had and I wrote it into my book um, Kingdom Government and the Promise of Sheep Nations I, I put two visions there and in the first vision this is what I wrote as I was praying I saw Jesus walking and he had ropes there were children around him on these ropes some were walking along with him and were under great covering and at great peace. A powerful force was drawing to them all that they needed, destroying the works of darkness from all around them as they walked. Others ran ahead of Jesus. When they got too far, he would pull the rope and they would fling back to his side. This was painful and discomforting to them. Others would drag behind and Jesus would pull them forward. The yanking was painful and discomforting. The further behind the children were, the greater the acceleration was with which they were flung forward. As it continued, a wind like a tornado formed around the children walking with Jesus. It carried them over land and water. It sucked in everything that was necessary and utterly destroyed everything else from their path. More and more children began walking alongside Jesus as the vision continued. The more children that walked alongside of him, the more powerful the force became around them. Then Jesus began to run. It was awe-inspiring. The children who were running with him grew, and the force was indescribable. That's it. Um, the whirlwind of the Lord is, is profound. and When we are placed inside of it, it can have this effect. And I want that kind of activity around me at the outset of my day because I know there's going to be things that I need that I want to pull into my orbit. And I know there are things that I do not need that I want destroyed before I even get the ability to access them, you know. Uh, the next part of the prayer employs God as shield and buckler and rear guard. It says, Lord Jesus, you are my shield, my buckler, my rear guard. I take opportunity to assume the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, the rest of the pieces of armor. Then it goes on and says, I will not be afraid of the terror by night, neither of the arrow that flies by day, neither of the pestilence that walks in darkness, and neither of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You can trust God to be your protector. And as you declare these things at the outset of your day, you are essentially giving him the job, which is what he wants. He wants to be a shield to you, a buckler to you, and a rear guard to you. But many times our biggest problem is that we don't ask God. We don't decree things over our lives. We just complain at Him when things don't work out. Stop complaining and start being proactive. He hears you in the morning. This is why we speak all kinds of amazing things in the morning. Next. Blankety blank 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 blank. Scoop a doop a doop do. We are done, guys. There's a little bit more of this prayer, but it's like only in the book. So, what am I telling you? <clears throat> I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Discovering the Truth with Dan Devall. There's a new book coming out called Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth. It's gonna be released in February, and it is available for presale at www.bridemovement.com. Until next time, God bless and God speak. You've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. If you would like to connect with us at Bride Ministries or to support what we are doing financially, visit us at www.bridemovement.com.